Hey there, Super Sober Heroes. It's your host, Sober Steve, the podcast guy. And before we jump into today's episode, I want to take a brief moment to ask for your help to shape the future of gay A. Over the years, this podcast has grown and evolved as I've grown in my sobriety. And recently, I've been investing wild amounts of time, money, and energy to find ways to level up this podcast so it can get heard by the people who need to hear it. I want to take a brief moment to check in with all of you, though, to see what you love about the current show and what could be better as I'm growing and moving forward. In the show notes is a three to five minute survey for you to complete. I kindly ask that you pause this episode and take the time to complete it if you haven't already. You are kind enough to give me 20 to 40 minutes of your time each week when you listen to these episodes, and I want to make sure it's time well spent. So please let your voice be heard. Thanks, SoberPod, and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Gay A, a podcast about sobriety for the LGBT plus community and our allies. I'm your host, Steve Bennett Martin. I am an alcoholic, and I am grateful for my big book. As of this recording, I am 125 days sober, and today I'm sharing a review of an amazing book on recovery that I recently finished titled, At Least I'm Not the Frog, a zany memoir of alcoholism and recovery written by Charlie Gray. I'll be having the pleasure to interview Charlie in our next episode, so I thought this would be a great chance to tell you a little bit about his memoir to prepare you all and as well share how much of a great read it was. The book details his journey to recovery, which includes four DUIs, three trips to jail, along with treatments at six rehabs, at least 20 detox facilities, and another 20 or more trips to a psych ward. He's also lived in five different sober houses and participated in all different forms of recovery, from recovery programs like AA to religion, medication, and holistic living. He shares all of this with such raw vulnerability in hopes to share that you are not alone when it comes to those things you've done in your addiction, and that there is hope that you can recover. Now, the title tripped me up at first, but as I read through it, I was excited to understand it a little bit more. The analogy of At Least I'm Not the Frog refers back to a comment that he made when he was sitting with his family member and watching a frog get eaten alive by a snake. And it's beautifully depicted on the cover art, and it just goes to show that even when we're at our worst points of our recovery, that there's always something that we can relate to where it could be worse. I would definitely recommend this book to anyone and everyone in recovery. But I decided to share it through this podcast because I did feel an immediate connection to his experiences as a gay man in the LGBT plus community. I know that I was able to instantly relate to him when he was talking about his acting pursuits and his insecurities about his femininity, being too, you know, girly for some roles or having his voice be a little bit higher. So it's something that I feel like a lot of gay men go through. And it's just something that helped me relate to him right from the start. I also was able to really relate to him because throughout the novel, it is littered with pop culture references that coincide with the timeline of the years that he was chron- you know, talking about. You know, From in the beginning, he was talking about a special Vampire Diary Nights to later on listening to Troye Sivan, or even more recently reading Nine Perfect Strangers near the end of the book, which I just finished the series on Hulu, and it was wonderful. You know, with all of these references throughout the novel, it definitely feels like someone that I would want to be friends with. Also helps that in active addiction, I've always struggled with my self-worth, and you can see that he's struggling with it as well. However, you do still care for him and root for him because you get to see the good in him through his relationships with others. His family relationships with sister Brody, his youngest cousin Taylor, and his aunt Trella are discussed to help the reader really identify what true familiar love looks like. 
it's something that I would hope that all of us have, but I know that many of us are not as lucky to have such amazing and loving family or even friendships. And so it really helps us see the good in him through their eyes. Now, his drinking hobby, as he calls it, mirrors what I can imagine many of us went through. Uh, you can see how at first it was mostly fun. Then it was fun with some problems as he would stumble or injure himself, which I was even called myself the ping pong ball with the way that I would bounce around when I would get drunk. I had so many bruises up and down my legs. Um, and then problems that he was regularly having with just very little fun, followed by just the problems. I identified when he started a chapter searching for his phone frantically in order to find out if he sent anything he called weird, as this was a morning routine the night after a bender for me quite regularly. Then it gets into his experiences with rehab, and I found those very enlightening to read. I've never had the experience of going through something like that or a psych ward. And so I was amazed learning about his time at the Palm Beach location, especially at, you know, at the end of this retreat where he was able to learn so much about himself and his relationship with drinking. He wasn't fully there yet, but the fact that the therapist even pointed out, he said, you will be missed as well, Charlie. You've been an unusual patient and I've grown quite fond of treating you. It's rare for a person to be as self-aware as you are without prior intensive treatment. It's just not common. That's why I believe I can tell you this. You're not ready to stop drinking. You know it. I know it. And when I read that, I felt such sympathy for Charlie as well as his therapist. You know, Charlie was well aware that, you know, as much as he had learned his drinking was a problem, he wasn't ready. And his therapist must have also felt that pain after caring for him so much and not you know, knowing that he would succeed when he left or not. So that was an amazing experience to read about. And then as he went on to his, one of his next places that he talked about extensively reflections, he enters into a, will they, or won't they relationship with another patient. And it had me intrigued as to what might happen, but that also kept me like slapping my own hand at hoping something would happen. Almost all of us know the one-year rule, but if you don't, for your information, it's generally highly recommended if you're not already in a relationship to not start one during your first year of sobriety. Now, depending on your sponsor, your program, they might have different bits of advice as to the hows and whys and what is acceptable and what isn't. But overall, you know, especially I can imagine in a rehab home that it's very frowned upon. So, you know, it was the romantic in me that was hoping something would happen, but it did, you know, I'll let you find out for yourself, but spoiler alert, it didn't. And that was, you know, I can imagine for the best. And one reason that I love this book is that it gives you hope, you know, from those sober homes and sober livings and rehab experiences ended with a lot of stays at psychiatric wards where it was, you know, at the worst for him, in his opinion. And even going through all of that, he did eventually have his God shot moment. He's doing great now with around two years of sobriety. And with everything it took to get him there, it shows that anybody can get better if you are willing to work for it. And so this is definitely a book that I would highly recommend checking out. You can find it on Amazon, both physically and digitally. You can also follow Charlie on Instagram at His Majesty Charles Third, which I'll be sure to add in the show notes for you to be able to at him there. And if you've read it, we want to hear from you and what you thought of the book. If you have any other book recommendations, I'd love to hear them as well for possibly a future episode. You can email me at gayapodcast at gmail.com. Or you can engage in the conversation on Instagram at Gay A Podcast. I want to thank you all for listening. Uh, please leave a, 
a review and rate this if you found this information helpful. And make sure you're following us wherever you're listening so you can get new episodes whenever they come out every Monday and Thursday. And until that time, stay sober, friends.